0: Hello, my name is Steve Pretty. I'm a musician, performer and composer from London and welcome to my podcast, Steve Pretty on the Origin of the Pieces. This is the show that helps you to hear and understand music in new ways. So it's lovely to be back, as always, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, If this is your first time, I'm aware that we have got some some new people who've been listening, which is fantastic, we're looking to always expand and have new ears on this, so thank you very much for joining. Uh, Yeah, if this is your first time to the show, welcome, Uh, it's a show about all things music really, we try and look at uh, what music is, where it comes from, why it exists in the first place, and on the last episode uh, we had a really uh, fun deep dive into UK hardcore, and I made a, a kind of happy hardcore version of the theme song to this show, which is a lot of fun, so do go back and have a listen to that, there's a, a, a walkthrough um, on how I did that and the different aspects of that genre because every episode, or most episodes, we do a thing called the genre tombola which is where I look at a completely different genre uh, as picked for me by the internet uh, from a list of the 1300 or so genres listed on Wikipedia, uh, and last episode was UK hardcore, so do go back and have a listen to that, and I also uh, sing the virtues of the LSO the London Symphony Orchestra and their brilliant schools outreach program so uh, there's a little clip of the LSO on there and there's some UK hardcore some breakbeats what else do you want from a show about music Well, I'll tell you what else you might want. You might want what we have in today's episode, because we have another special episode uh, today. Um, I'm actually not going to do the genre tombola this episode. You may remember that uh, I was chosen cowpunk, by the gods of the internet. (laughs) Cowpunk is the genre that I'm supposed to be making some music in and uh, diving into. But with the live show and everything, um, I've been super busy with that and we've also got all sorts of other goodies for you today. So I'm going to park that until next episode. So episode 10 in two weeks time uh, is going to be some (laughs) cowpunk. I'm going to be learning what that is, listening to it, uh, maybe talking to someone uh, who can help me find my way through that crazy sounding genre. But instead, on this episode, we have a kind of live special, I suppose, a live podcast special, because between the recording of the last episode and this episode, you may remember that I had the very first live podcast recording at at Wilton's Music Hall um, on the 20th of January, a few days ago, as I'm talking to you now. It was really, really special. Uh, More about that later. Uh, But yeah, thank you to everyone who came down. It was a really fantastic uh, night, and there's. It's going to be bits and highlights of that show sprinkled throughout uh, some of the coming episodes, including today. So stay tuned for that. <music> First, what you are listening to now is uh, some audio I recorded from uh, another gig that I had uh, last week. Uh, This You may remember I alluded to it, if you heard the last episode, I alluded to wearing strange things for gigs, and this one was possibly the strangest yet. Over the years, I've worn a lot of weird stuff for gigs, Um, you know, there's different costumes I've worn when I've been doing uh, theatre shows and that kind of stuff, in fact, uh, incidentally, Uh, i have the proud record of having the biggest head in showbiz uh, i think semi-officially so i've done shows um, at the the royal opera house at the national theater and at the globe theater amongst others and the wardrobe people so the people who look after the costumes in each of those places have each said that i have the biggest head they have ever measured the circumference of my head is extraordinary So I hate to show off, guys. I have got a massive head. And it's been proven by the Royal Opera House, the National Theatre and the Globe. Very experienced costume people. Anyway... I've worn a lot of weird and wonderful things over the years. Uh, For those of you who've seen me perform, you may have seen me in some silly costumes for theatre shows or for other gigs. A few years ago, we did a a Hackney Colliery Band uh, thing for GQ magazine, a big event uh, in in Covent Garden. And for that, uh, they dressed us as cheerleaders. There was a sort of gender reversal thing. um, We did a a performance with the brilliant uh, Gato Chocolat, uh, the drag artist. And yeah, it was lots of fun, but I was dressed as a cheerleader playing the trumpet and the bass drums. So I'm not a stranger to putting on silly things for... Uh, gigs and for performances. And I've talked in the past about how uh, you know I think it's really important to have a sense of fun with music. I take music incredibly seriously, as I'm sure you can tell from the fact that I'm doing this podcast, and I've been a professional musician for nearly 20 or so years, I suppose. And so, yeah, it's obviously very important to me, but I also don't mind leaving my dignity at the door in the name of fun uh, every now and again. I talked about it on the last episode with the harpist of the London Symphony Orchestra uh, dressing as a dog and crawling onto stage to play a beautiful harp cadenza I think in the right context if there's a good reason for it uh, putting on silly clothes or uh, whatever uh, the gig requires is fine and it uh, can be quite a good thing and lend something to a performance but this was a new one on me because for this gig the gig that I just did last week um, it was an event called Hack Nakey which uh, may give you uh, some idea about what it was because I did a gig naked people I played a gig naked. Not only that, I played a gig naked mainly playing the shells, the conch shells. If you're new to this show, I imagine you're probably quite confused uh, by now. I've just said quite a lot of confusing things in a row. But I play the conch shell, um, and if you go back to episode one in particular, I talk about that, and I talked about it a lot in the live show, so uh, there'll be sprinklings of this coming up. But basically, I've become slightly obsessed with uh, the kind of early origins of music, hence the name of the show. It's about the evolution of music from its earliest origins. And for me, that is represented very well by shells because they're very primitive instruments but they're very beautiful and they can be very haunting and so yes for this uh, set it was for a life drawing class and so uh, uh, there was a model uh, who was obviously naked uh, who people were sketching um, and I did some sketching to start with and having not tried to sketch anything since uh, it was about 14 probably Uh, maybe younger than that even and I was terrible then and I think I'm even worse now but it was a really fantastic event Uh, so I did some sketching in the first part of it and it was really well run by a brilliant uh, person called Emily George who set this up as a kind of interesting, accessible uh, life drawing class for people who maybe haven't done it before there are some very experienced very good artists there but there were lots of um, newbies as well like myself she does lots of things like she screws up a big uh, bit of uh, of paper and then gets you to start sketching on this screwed up bit of paper once you've unfolded it again. So that the idea is that it's not, you know, nothing's perfect. You're starting with an imperfect beginning and therefore whatever you do, uh, you know, you can kind of let go and feel feel natural and, uh, and enjoy it like that. So it was, I really enjoyed the sketching element, uh, even though it was quite terrible. You do things like don't look at the page while you sketch. Or we did. I did a sketch with the person next to me, where you're, where you're sort of guiding each other's hands uh, as you draw, which is quite fun. Uh, but then it was my turn to play. So the the model was still in place. And uh, the kind of unique thing about this event, I suppose, is that they have live music, and that the live musicians are also naked. So I did a. Uh, a solo performance on mainly on shells as you can hear and obviously trumpet as well. Um, a kind of ambient improvised set I suppose uh, two 15 minute sets um, with shells and electronics and uh, and trumpet. And it was a really, really interesting experience. It's. I just wanted to, to take this time and just sort of report back because it's not something that I guess many musicians have done. Um, but I, funnily enough, I was obviously a little bit nervous going in. Um, I'm not super squeamish about being naked, but obviously you're in a room full of people. Um, it's January, by the way, so it's cold. Just to emphasise, it was cold, guys. It was cold. <laughs> um, so it was... Uh, yeah it was really it was it was really fun to be honest because it was a solo set um and i i have been doing a few of those recently but it's a relatively new area of work for me playing totally solo with just electronics and shells and trumpet and things it's uh you know there's quite a lot going on technically and uh, musically to kind of coordinate so it was really uh i was mainly focused on that i think um uh, and then you kind of take a Uh, A mental step back halfway through and think hold on i am doing this naked i am playing the shells naked (laughs) as i said at the end of the first set i think it might have been peak hackney so i am based in hackney in east london and it's an area that's often very easy to sort of laugh at um from the sidelines you know on social media it gets a lot of kind of hipster hipster bashing and i can understand why that is but i i I think there's a lot to stand up for in Hackney as well. There's a lot of really interesting ideas, a lot of really interesting uh, stuff goes on. And yes, some of it can seem a bit sort of indulgent and silly, but the world needs more indulgent and silly things sometimes I think so this I thought was a really wonderful event I do suggest you check it out if you're into life drawing and if you'd like to draw uh, naked musicians as well as uh, naked models I had some really interesting conversations with, with uh, some of the, the, the people there about what the music adds and I think a lot of them said that it just creates a completely different atmosphere a more um, a more kind of focused atmosphere somehow but also a more relaxed one because it, it, uh, it was trying ...trying To create sort of these ambient soundscapes, washes to go with the, the drawing, and it was, um, yeah, I really recommend going and checking it out if you'd like a bit of sort of sketching with your music or if you like a bit of music with your sketching. So it's called Hack Nakey... do check them out on social media and everywhere else. And thank you to them uh, for having me and giving me the slightly unusual opportunity to play the conch shell naked, it's probably how they were played initially, I suppose. Conch shells are found all over the world and um, still played all over the world. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a deep part of our humanity and our shared history, as I've talked about. And since we probably would have played them naked back in the day, what's wrong with playing them naked now? That's what I say. <laughs> so, I'm going to leave you, I'm going to play you out with uh, a little excerpt of uh, that performance that I did and uh yes just remember as you're listening i was naked whilst doing this so i'm sorry for that mental image but there we are um enjoy Okay, it is time to shake that mental image from your head and we're going to move to talk about what happened on Saturday because it was my first live podcast recording and I decided I didn't want to do kind of one episode straight through recorded in the format that uh, the show often goes out uh, in but instead to sort of make a live gig uh, with lots of chat that was then going to be kind of cut up and and sprinkled through future episodes and so today is going to be the first chunk of exactly that but before I... Uh, play that audio. I just wanted to say thanks again uh, to those of you who came down to the live show on Saturday at Wilton's Music Hall in London. It was really uh, a very special evening for me and I think uh, a lot of people responded to it really well. So I thank you very much for all the great feedback. I think it's fair to say that it's going to be the first of many um, I hope to do a lot more I've got some coming up in the late spring and summer that I will be talking about uh, down the line but I think I'm going to try and do some more regularly in London and I would love to get out and about around the, the UK and eventually uh, further afield to do some live shows So if you run a venue or you know a venue in your local area and you'd like me to come and do a kind of version of this podcast uh, but also a, very much a live show that would be nice for a live audience, please drop me a line at Steve Pretty on social media or if you go to my website, stevepretty.com, uh, you'll find all the contact details with email and things there. But I think it's, it's quite a flexible format. I think it can accommodate um, everyone from sort of solo singer songwriters uh, to neuroscientists through to um, amateur choirs or orchestras, even. So, if you'd like me to do that, please drop me a line. So, turning my attention to this clip that I'm about to play, um, as I mentioned, we had the fantastic Filament Choir, who are run uh, by an old friend of mine, Osnat Schmuel, who is a wonderful musician and composer and uh, kind of vocalist local arranger, I suppose. Uh, we met when we were both working at the Roundhouse. She used to run the Roundhouse Choir, who are in fact featured on the theme song to this show. You can hear the choir, listen out for them at the end of the episode. Um, but since then, we have worked on a few other bits and bobs. We have wor- we both work in theatre quite a lot, so our paths cross there sometimes. But Osnat started a, a choir uh, in the local area. She's also based around uh, me in, in East London. And, and she started up this choir that is both... Open to professionals and amateurs, completely unauditioned, everyone welcome, um, and it's a really fantastic mix of people of all backgrounds and experience levels. So I wanted to invite this this great choir down, and we had 27 of them singing on stage um, at the show, and uh, we opened their bit by them all kind of getting up from the audience. They were all sat in the audience and all walking onto stage singing, which was a really beautiful moment. But the clip I'm going to play is uh, the last tune they did on on stage and then there's a little bit of a chat i chat to osnat and then a couple of the choir members too so i'm going to hand over to that clip now enjoy the filament choir live from wilton's music hall on the 20th of january 2024 so much for, for being here, guys. Little did you know there was a choir amongst you.
1: Steve, I, was, I was watching the first half, beautiful first half, Steve, and I was okay. thinking, I wonder if people are wondering why everything's squashed on that half of the stage? <laughs> because there are a lot of us, as you yes, can see. Lots.
0: And so just, we're just going to take five minutes and, and chat about about this, this amazing thing. And I don't know if anyone else wants to speak as well. we have got one more mic, which I can dig out where you can pass it around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, the main thing I wanted to, to, to talk to you about, because we, we've known each other for a while and done some different projects together. And I think we've got a kind of similar aesthetic in terms of embracing lots of... Of different um, musical traditions and being, I think it's, it's, it's a challenging thing to do, I think and to, to do respectfully, but for me we were talking about it the other day when we were planning this and we were saying how um, it's really, I think, important to, um, to to kind of honour the traditions that you're working with and to try and kind of get inside them and, and, I mean, have you got any thoughts on, on how to do that? I mean, it's a, very, it's a very challenging thing to kind of dig into
1: I think, I mean, for me, I've been so the I've realised I realized i did not introduce any of the songs. Hello. I'm Osnap, by the way, and this is Filament Choir. And the first song we sang, well, a kind of combination of songs. Emily Roblin is uh, a composer who works a lot with community choirs, amazing, amazing, um, inclusive music, really. And the second song is taken from a Filament show. So Filament is also a theatre company, and that's uh, felt a little bit more traditional and kind of what we think of as classical kind of contemporary classical choral music and that's called earth makes no sound so we've been in the stars quite a lot in the first half and a lot of our music is actually tonight really about the ground and the earth mm-hmm. and then and the last song is a South African song um in Zulu and it's kind of a uh, I guess for me it's always understanding uh, what they mean, mm-hmm. and it, it's a song about kind of collecting water in the morning and waking up and getting on, and again, like caring for the earth. So, I, I think that um, especially when it and we've sung music from lots of other places. I think as long as I've got a, a you know a, res- a respect that it's not always my tradition. Mm-hmm. There's some different musical traditions which which are mine and, and from my own heritage. I'm really I'm really happy to share them but I've sung with other especially with South African musicians and singers they're really generous with their <laughs> music it is for sharing and um, one of the uh, sort of second or third songs is uh, shared by my colleague Rathi and Rathi grew up in, in Canada so I'm speaking for you I could, she could just pass the mic and tell her but a very early song she taught us um, and she went uh, to Namibia and South Africa when she was younger and, and learnt directly from musicians there with her with her kind of choir community from Canada. But I then learnt this song and then met South African musicians and we were just jamming and saying, oh, you know, we sing this song. <laughs> or we started singing it, we didn't say we sing this song. We just started and they just joined in in the most joyous way as opposed to a judgmental, why have you got my music way. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that's testament to that generosity that of, of going... We, we, we know it comes from you but we're, we're enjoying it and we're respecting it and understanding things like, like the movement is so much part of, of that tradition as well we can't I mean I don't think if anybody sings in the audience you'll, you'll appreciate this I think music like that you can't sing it without making it inhabit your whole body otherwise you're not honoring that as well mm-hmm. and you don't make the right sound Mm-hmm. You don't enjoy it in the same mm-hmm.
0: way. When I was talking to Claude Depo, who's a, a wonderful South African trumpet player and composer, uh, on a few, a few episodes ago, he was, he was saying the same thing. We were talking about umba, umba Kanga which I still can't quite say. Which is from uh, um, <laughs> the uh, yes, it is very hard. Uh, South African musical tradition. And he was saying exactly the same. He was saying that you know that it's music is for sharing, and, and as long as it's done respectfully and not exploitatively um, for you know for money or, or anything like that, it's it's something that that should be shared. Um, I just want to talk to some some members of the choir. I don't know if anyone wants. To chat. What I wanted to just um, ask, particularly, this is a quite an unusual choir in that it's a combination of quite experienced singers and very, very new singers, maybe singers who've never sung before. So I don't Do know. Do you, you want one of each? Yeah, I think so, maybe. Um, uh, and I think, uh, I think, I think it would be nice to it'd be nice to sort of talk about how those things combine, because again, something I talk about uh, a lot on the, on the forecast, something I feel very passionately about. Is is breaking down the barriers between amateur and, and professional musicians, and the fact that um, uh, that you know community music can do that so effectively, and that there shouldn't really be a distinction because in our in our distant past and even in most of our present around the world, there's not really a distinction between a professional class of musicians and, uh, and uh, you know amateur musicians, so so-called. Um, because uh, yes, sometimes you get paid, sometimes you don't. As a musician, that's also true, um, and and so you know the, the the lines are quite are quite blurred. And whilst as a professional musician, obviously you want to stick up for the rights of professional musicians. At the same time, music is a very it, it is is something that we all we all inhabit and all own and we all should share and it's not like these people can do music, these people can't. Um so yeah, I just wanted to sort of maybe have a couple of uh, voices uh, from um and one of, one of whom in fact could be my cause this is the first time ever that I have shared a stage it's a historic with moment with my Steve. own partner. My <laughs> own partner Joe Cad is on stage. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so, right. so I wonder. Since you're there, I'm right yeah, here, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. so I mean, uh, what when you when you because you you, you you sort of surprised me. It came out of the blue almost when you, when I said, "Oh, isn't that starting this choir?" You said, "Oh, right, okay," and the, you you decided to join. Why why did you leap at that chance? I think
2: because being being, I've always enjoyed listening to choral music because of that thing of a wall of sound. Uh, and if you're in a choir, you're in the wall of sound, and it's just phenomenally beautiful. And so, I, I'd never done any professional uh, any um, performance of singing. I've sing plenty, like to our children and riding my bike. But um, but just it's even true. it's really f- embarrassing. <laughs> but even at the first rehearsal, in being in this group of people, and I didn't. Couldn't, didn't know the songs and didn't know even my range, I didn't know where to sing at all but just stopping and listening to all these amazing voices is just so beautiful and a joyful thing and I th- think I mean I think everyone should do it probably
0: because it, be it would be good for your soul probably. I think you've, you've got vacancies haven't you? <laughs> yeah. oh, is oh what a coincidence laughter <laughs> Um, that, yeah, it's, it's that's really it's really interesting. I think I think yeah, you're right. Being part of a musical ensemble is is really it's something that everyone should try at least once if you can. Um, but interestingly, we were talking about it the other day, and, and I said, "Are you looking forward to the gig?" And he said, "Sort of, but I'm, I don't really I don't really like performing. I don't do it for the gigs. You do it for the for the singing and for the for the being in the."
2: Yeah, it's not it's not for you guys Uh, no it's for I mean the sound is lovely and and, you know there's a kind of obviously there's like an an adrenaline thing but I don't I certainly don't get off on the adrenaline thing Mm -hmm. I don't want to look at any of you it's it's nice to it's (laughs) nice it's nice to to be in the music and Mm -hmm. and and it's nice the idea that it's being appreciated but if you're with a, with a group this big, if you're just in rehearsal, everyone's enjoying it. And everyone's listening. We do an exercise at the beginning of every rehearsal where we're all sort of it's a kind of physical warm up, and then um, Osnat, uh leads us kind of doing humming, and then we're all just improvising and singing. Mm. And I don't. I mean, I don't even know how long it lasts. Like, it feels like it could be like an hour, or it could be <laughs> five minutes because it's this like crazy dream space mm. where beautiful sounds are coming out of everyone's mouths and everyone's listening and yeah, just that is, is
0: so gorgeous to do Amazing Well, I, I, wonder, I wonder if you could pass the microphone along if anyone else wants to, to chat Yeah, so just, what's it like because uh, you're, you're a professional could you just give us a bit of your background about, uh, you know, what you do musically yep.
3: uh, So I'm a singer-songwriter and I play piano and, and write kind of like soul, jazz indie kind of mix of music
0: Amazing. And what what made you want to join this choir, with, which has got a mix of both, uh, you know, both new new singers and, and experienced singers? Um, I think,
3: like Joe was saying, there's something about like community and mm-hmm. singing with other people, um, and not having to do that for work or doing it as like something that you're trying to like pursue. Mm-hmm. There's something really enjoyable about about being with other people and sharing like a musical experience. Um, and like it's just joyous like it is honestly the best we rehearse like mondays it's the best start to the week which is being able to like hold space with other people who just want to have fun and sing and do something that's like kind of no pressure there's no like mistakes because there's a space to like explore musically and i think that's something that we don't often get to do outside of like gigging and it has to like sound a certain way or be a certain way or classical music which is like scored and very specific so i think there's something nice about kind of yeah just like musical exploration and like be anything
0: and is there something about, like, as a more experienced musician, working with, with, with less experienced musicians and kind of, uh, I don't know, giving them a helping hand or, or lending your experience, you know, sharing your experience a bit? I think there's actually, like, because we don't learn anything, we,
3: well, we've, we learn very little from scores, mm-hmm. um, so everything is kind of, like, taught by ear. I think it puts most people on, like, an equal playing field of being able to kind of just do, like, learn through call and response. So there isn't a pressure of like, cool, I've got like the musical skills of being able to read scores and being able to like sight sing, whereas, yeah, I think the fact that we're all kind of able to go, cool, someone will sing this thing, you sing it, you sing it back, everyone's like on the same page. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess when it comes to like doing the score reading stuff, we're all pretty good at helping each other out and Mm -hmm. um, recording bits and like singing together. Yeah, it's like a little family, which is quite nice.
0: Amazing. We'll give it up once again for the Filament Choir. (laughs) Don't go anywhere, guys, because you're staying on now. Because... Now, we we did have um, Osnat's previous uh, previous choir called the Roundhouse Choir on the last Hackney Colliery Band record. And in fact, we did this next tune with them at the Barbican uh, a few years ago. And we're going to do it again for you now in this miniature... Hackney Colliery Band form. Um, I'd like to say that you know, now that we have this, uh, this, this platform, this space to uh, uh, to, to you know, share, uh, share information and music, it's nice to support up and coming artists. So um, we're gonna do a tune now by uh, a band who are my hot pick for um, 2024. Uh, they're a band called Nirvana. So um, do, do watch out for them, they're gonna be absolutely massive. I can, you heard it here first. No one. So, there we have it. A little excerpt from the show on Saturday. It was really amazing to have all those people on stage. Um, that was the Filament Choir, of course, led by Osnat schmall They are taking new members. If anyone is wanting to join a choir, I can highly, highly recommend it. They rehearse on Monday evenings in uh, East London. Um, yes, they were also, of course, joined uh, by me on trumpet and some of my Hackney Colliery Band colleagues because uh, some of the guests we had that evening included the Hackney Colliery Band rhythm section so that is uh, Ollie and Luke so Ollie Blackman, Luke Christie on drums and Ed Ashby on the tuba um, so we did a kind of mini Hackney Colliery Band set very much stripped down to the, just the four of us which was really nice way to, to play some of our old material and to premiere some, some new stuff in collaboration with the choir and with Valeria the harpist so we'll be playing some of that stuff out probably over the, uh, the coming weeks and, and months but yeah, thanks to those guys too for a fantastic job. It was a really uh, insightful evening uh, for me and I hope for the audience and there's going to be lots more. Now, uh, I think we're just going to wrap things up there today. A bit of a shorter episode. So thank you very, very much for, for listening. We've got all sorts of things coming up. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited about what is ahead over the next few weeks and months. Um, stuff that I won't mention now. But wow, it's going to kind of blow you away, I think. So please do keep subscribed. And as always, please do share. If you like what you hear, please do tell people in person. That's always the best way. But of course, sharing electronically as well is really, really valuable. Once again, a reminder that I do have a a Patreon. I'm going to be working that a bit harder over the coming uh, few weeks because I'm going to be putting a lot of extra content there. You can get it for, I think it's $5 a month um, and there's all sorts of of bonus content and mainly you just really help support the show. So if you want to go to find that, if you go to originofthepieces.com that will take you to a page where you can link through to it or go to Patreon uh, and type Origin of the Pieces. Um, Yeah, that would really, really help support but even just sharing as I say is a huge help so thanks to my guests for this episode the filament choir uh, and the hackney colliery band gonna be back in two weeks time so that's the 8th of February and then I promise we will get down and dirty with Cowpunk. So we're going to get back to the genre Tombola and dig into cowpunk and see what that's all about and try and make some music in that genre. Meanwhile of course if you're new to the show do go back and listen to past episodes. We cover a lot of stuff In the last few episodes I think off the top of my head we've covered UK Hardcore, uh, the London Symphony Orchestra, we've covered Death Grind, we've covered Mbanga uh, from South Africa We have looked at the harp the baritone saxophone, the trombone we've been out to space with the uh, Commander Chris Hadfield talking about his time singing on the International Space Station and how you uh, kind of change guitar strings in space. We've done all manner of things, so, so much more to come. And thanks, as always, to Angelique Kidjo and the Hackney Colliery Band for the theme song of this show. Share it with a musically curious friend, and we'll see you on February the 8th. Bye.